Hi, and welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R, Net. While you're there, also check out a link to my other podcast. It's called Around the World in 80s Movies. If you love 80s movies as much as I do, you'll want to check that out. The link there is at that site. Quipster.net is where to go. Today I'm going to be looking at a film called Pet Cemetery. It's actually a remake of a film that was an adaptation of a Stephen King novel. It's an R-rated film. It does have horror, violence, bloody images, and some language. The runtime is an hour and 40 minutes. Jason Clark is the main star. Amy Seamitz, John Lithgow, and Jete Lawrence also appear in the film. The directors are Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer. The screenplay is credited to Matt Greenberg and Jeff Bueller. Now, as I mentioned, Pet Cemetery is the second film adaptation of the Stephen King novel that was first published in 1983. It's not really radically different from the first attempt, which came out 30 years prior in 1989, which had been one of the rare times that Stephen King adapted his own work, except in this case, now it's delivered with a lot less camp and blackly comical eeriness, and there's a little bit of flipping around of the roles that occur as it nears its third act. The premise here involves a family of four who relocate from the hustle and bustle of Boston to a small town in Maine called Ludlow. They bought a wide parcel of land that includes many acres of wooded forest behind the home. It's in that forest that their daughter Ellie discovers a cemetery for beloved pets of people in the surrounding area. There's a sign at this location that is misspelled. It says Pet Cemetery, but it's spelled S-E-M-A-T-A-R-Y. And that's how the title of the novel and the film get their misspelling. The burials there go back decades, including one belonging to the elderly neighbor named Judd, played by John Lithgow. It turns out that this new family may actually need use of this cemetery. Their kindly kitty named Church gets run over, and it causes the father, Lewis, played by Jason Clark, to have to bury the poor kitty, although he can't really bring himself to tell Ellie and break her heart. Now, Judd... The neighbor doesn't want to see that happen and suggests burying Church in a special place he knows about that's far deeper into the woods. And lo and behold, once that kitty is buried, the next day, Church is back. But it's clear he's not quite himself anymore. That's the basic setup. I guess you can kind of see where things go from there, especially if you know that this is a horror film. Now, this entry, as I mentioned, is co-directed by the team of Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer. And, you know, they've done a few lower-budgeted horror films in the past that only, I think, genre aficionados may have known about. This film does rely on a few cheap jump scares, especially involving the nearby road that trucks seem to careen down at breakneck speeds at all hours of the day. That's kind of foreshadowing the tragedy that's to come. The perversity of this premise is, and and probably always will be, that animals and children are put into the mix as potential victims, as well as potential perpetrators of violence. Some people in the audience may find that a little bit more uncomfortable to watch than most films in this genre. Whereas the first film tries to give a foundation for the story's nastier moments by exploring a background of grief, Kolsch and Widmeyer offer a little bit less of that and more of the scares in terms of exploiting the audience's natural fear that the helpless won't escape becoming victims in this whirlpool of terror any more than the adults around them. 
Performances in Pet Cemetery are adequate for the material, but I don't think it ever gets to the point where they sell their actions as actually believable, given the nature of the horrific events and the extremely questionable character motivations that were asked to swallow for the sake of pushing the story forward. They don't seem to be as disturbed or horrified by the terrifying developments as you would expect from people in a similar position. They're seemingly taking reality-shattering occurrences mostly in stride, and they gloss over the heartache and the tragedy of being forced into this position of harming someone or something that they truly love beyond measure. There's something to be said here about making one's film a little too grounded before the supernatural horror takes over. We're of a mindset to start questioning the logic in ways that this iteration of Pet Cemetery really just does not escape. Now that said, the closest thing to a surprise from this film comes from Jete Lawrence as a young Ellie, especially as her character begins to experience darker days. She's very good at the role once it gets into dark mode. Lithgow here is as solid as he usually is in film, but again, even an actor as skilled as Lithgow can't make his by his conflicted reasons to which he sets the wheels in motion toward the ruin of others that he claims to care a lot about. The film does retain some of the backstory for the characters that also exists in the Stephen King novel, as well as the first adaptation, especially when it comes to the mother, Rachel, who as a young girl had to attend to her decrepit sister who was miserable and suffering from a debilitating disease that caused in Rachel great fear, especially after a tragic event occurs that causes her to live with a great deal of haunting guilt throughout the rest of her life. Unfortunately, that angle doesn't really get tied in very well with the plot that's delivered in the present day, except to give us a few moments of jump scares as Rachel hallucinates the tragedy of this key event repeatedly. There's also this subplot that involves Lewis, who's a doctor, being spoken to by a ghastly ghost who suddenly turns into some sort of narrator in his own mind, and there's really little explanation why that uh, that haunting would exist in this film beyond the fact that he's freshly deceased. I guess it does add an additional superfluous jump scare. The payoff for all of these side plot elements is really so little, it's hardly worth keeping them in the film at all, as far as I'm concerned. Now, what's really missing here from this version of Pet Cemetery is a sense of either mystery or suspense. It's very obvious where things are going to go right from the outset, and the film does not offer much in the way of twists or turns within this story to keep us on edge as to how things might play out down the road, and that lack of suspense also hampers the ability to swallow some of the very dumb decisions that are made here by Lewis and Jed within the film. Although, to be fair, the screenplay by Matt Greenberg and Jeff Bueller does address this stupidity as some sort of byproduct of so-called crossing the barrier. The cursed land feeds on a person's sense of grief that makes them do things that they probably normally wouldn't do when they're in their right mind. While it is a handsome production, and it's made with competence, I do think that this version of Pet Cemetery it's not as fun as the first effort, and it really doesn't stand out enough on its own to make it worth coming back to if you're familiar with the story. If you're unfamiliar, there are still perhaps too many elements that you've likely already seen and digested in other horror movies to not find the goings-on to be still predictable, so I would limit the appeal of Pet Cemetery to just those slash-and-gash enthusiasts who love atmospheric horror movies, even if those horror movies don't give them much that's new or noteworthy to ponder from a story or cinema perspective. If you like your familiarity, this definitely gives you that in abundance. And like the resurrected pets that come back, this film looks and feels like the thing that we once loved, but something is a little off here. 
it keeps us at a distance to truly embracing it. As the tagline to this movie says, even if it means resurrecting already told stories to a modern audience, sometimes dead is better. Even dead properties such as Pet Cemetery. So it's not a film that was unwatchable, but I definitely think that it could have been a lot better. I prefer the first version of this film. I have not read the original Stephen King story, but I do think that you're probably in better hands either reading the book or at least watching the first film. This one, I'm going to give it two and a half stars out of four. Two and a half stars on my scale means that I do think it had the tools, it had the talent here to actually be a worthwhile film for most people. However, it falls short here because of that predictability and the implausibility of the motivations of the characters here are just a little bit too much for me to not feel bothered by throughout. And I think that a lot of people who are sensitive to that will probably feel that way as well. So two and a half stars is the best I can give Pet Cemetery, the 2019 version. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you want to get this review in text form or you want to read my review of the 1989 version of Pet Cemetery, I do encourage you to check that out. It's at my website, quipster.net. And until next time, thanks everyone, and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. Yeah.